Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered from your LB1 year taxi squad. We are IDP Nation. <laughs> and we are back once again, two times this week. We have our second show of the week. Daryl, how's it going? Doing pretty good, Dan. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. And we do have a special guest on with us tonight. Uh, we have uh, one, one of the, the best Twitter handles out there, 50 Shades <laughs> Drunk. I uh, agree. Jordan Reigns. How you doing, Jordan? Good, good, man. Happy to be back with you guys here on the show. It's always a pleasure. Like I yeah. said, I think I said the first time I was on here, the first podcast I ever did was with Dan. Once yeah. Upon a long time ago so yeah i think hollywood had to i don't know had a tornado or something yeah, going something on happened. i don't know had to work <laughs> late i don't know whatever yeah, yeah. whatever the excuse was yeah we, we needed to fill in but i said <laughs> i did my best so yeah i'm sure you did fine you did fine <laughs> so we're glad to have you on and yeah. uh if you got a few minutes we, we might do a second patreon we'll see how late it is before we Ooh. decide on that because uh we Ooh. got our uh, another patron joined up uh the, the, yes and similar to the robot squirrel uh its name is just <laughs> thank you so i don't know the person's real name but it, it is uh thank you and we thank you for joining up uh hopefully you guys enjoyed the episodes that we've got on the patreon uh we, we try to put out some information and have a little bit you know, let her, let her hair down a little bit. I know that's easy for Daryl to, to let his really? hair down. Really? We're two minutes in and you're already <laughs> cracking jokes, dude. Uh, that's the whole point of a podcast is to entertain the people. Amen. Oh, we're going to entertain them later. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, we, we are going to talk about a few things, kind of kind of spitball about a few things. We do have, um, we all three of us are in the same league. Uh, two of them are in one division, and I'm in the other one. Uh, but we have a, a, a draft going on currently. The path to Armageddon is league, and we are drafting currently. In fact, Jordan and I just made picks uh, right before we we got on air we'll talk about that draft a little bit i inherited a team i took over an orphan and i'm trying to uh you know take care of it and, and raise it right uh and hopefully win a championship here there you and go we'll, we'll talk about your guys teams as well and uh jordan also has the scoring system that we're that uh that's very interesting that we'll talk about i know a lot of uh people are interested in getting a standard scoring for IDP because one of the most annoying things about doing this is every time you have to field a question, you have to ask, well, what's your scoring like? And mm-hmm. it's annoying. It's necessary because it is customizable, which is what a lot of people do like about IDP is you can tweak it and play with the numbers and, and try to get your scoring so it's pretty balanced and equal uh but we'll talk about your scoring system that uh tries to balance out offense and defense because that's another thing is if you're yeah if your offense 
doubles your defensive output, then it makes the defensive players kind of useless. Yeah, so, and they're just not fun to own, you know, because they really yeah. they can't do much for your team. Like, they can't save you on a Monday night. You can look at a player right. in a league like that and say, even if you have the best night of your life, you can't get what Will Fuller's best night of his life is in this league. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, and, and it's it's fun to be able to rely on that because, like, I know sometimes in, in a couple of my leagues, my home league, it's like if you have a defensive end going and the other guy's got a running back going, you know, you know you're just probably done for if you're close. So, because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you figure the running back, unless they get hurt, is going to eat, at least get yardage, you know, yeah, we, we, do, get opportunities. We, we do points per carry, you know, PPR as well, so it's, you know, fractional point, but, you know, you get 10 carries, you got two and a half points practically, so, you know, just carrying the ball gets you some points in that league, which, you know, helps make everything useful, but the defensive ends, you know, unless they have a touchdown, they're not going to get right. anywhere near what they're going to get, so. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, short news week. Obviously, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, yeah, there ain't much of nothing. More more going on in the real world, in the uh, fantasy world, in the NFL world. Um, <laughs> one good thing is the, and this is kind of for our other podcast, but uh, college football has kind of been given some, some guidelines as to when teams can start reporting and practicing. So that's a step in the right direction. At least we have some, some timetables written down uh, for colleges to start. I think it's the middle of July teams can start. I think week zero teams, which is kind of just stupid. But uh, the teams that play in week <laughs> zero, I guess that early weekend uh, can, can start practicing, I think, mid-July is what I read. So mid-July, we should start to see some of the – you know, camp for college. And then a couple weeks later, you'll see the NFL hopefully getting into full swing. So that will be what we have to look forward to. And anything else that you notice there, Daryl, in the news? No, there's just not a whole lot going on right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting, you know, you just said about college football, you know, and it's getting ready to maybe start back up, you know, this is a weird year for dynasty because usually right now there's so much there's hype pieces coming out like guys values are going up and down and up and down based on things that are happening in camp you know or what we're hearing from coaches but since they're not all together you know guys values are kind of staying close to where they were at the end of last season based on you know after you know we're post draft now so it's it's an interesting year you know because of the fact that when we do get the hype and it will hit eventually, it's going to hit hard. And you oh, know, yeah, we, it is. <laughs> we, came on, we were talking before we came on about some of these teams where, you know, we have a very few, but we have a couple of teams. Daryl mentioned, you know, like where there's guys, I don't want to get rid of anybody on that team. Yeah. But part of that is because I haven't heard anything positive or negative about these guys. Really. They're just like, they're set. So I'm interested to see kind of like you said, Dan, when things roll back around, how much that's going to affect how we view these guys in, you know, as little as 50 days, you know, when stuff starts happening. So we're yeah. in an interesting place. Yeah. 
I mean, the, the big news was somebody read into that Deshaun Watson's throwing with Kylie or Ky, Kylie Waring or whoever, whatever, however you say his name. So everybody's yeah, jumping he's on waivers to go pick him up because he's throwing with Deshaun Watson at, at his house or whatever. <laughs> There's some high school field that they're on. But yeah, it's, it's a little bit crazy. Um, but uh, I, you know what the real big news of the day was? It was a PS5. Yes. With a sweet looking commercial, uh, I'm a PlayStation guy, so Me uh, too. I, I am. I'm going to talk my son into asking Santa Claus for a PS5. That's it's, good parenting, right there. It, That's it really, good parenting, Dan. It really should not take that much persuasion because he lo- he loves video games and stuff. But yeah. see, uh, I, I'm I'm kind of behind. I, I missed that on the PS4 because he wanted an Xbox One, so. Now it's uh, my turn. I'm, I'm getting the PS5. Would you believe me if I told you I've never owned a gaming system in my whole life? Not no. a Game Boy, not a Nintendo, not a PlayStation, nothing. Nope. I've had my like parents. six of them. I know. I <laughs> was real, real young. But for whatever reason, my dad was like, he said, like, video games would rot your mind. Like, he was that dad. So I right. would only See. play PlayStation at my buddy's house and Xbox. <laughs> It's funny because my dad was the complete opposite. He had an Atari that that we played and Nintendo, oh, wow. and you know we used to play Madden and hockey against each other. Like we would like basically like play video games all the time. I mean, we'd go out and play sports too, so it wasn't like we just sat there yeah. playing video games. Like he beat me oh. to death in basketball like <laughs> nonstop. So I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like he you know we, we just sat inside. But uh, the only we, we thing- did both. The only real negative is I never like now that I love football. Like I can't win at Madden. Like I literally can't win. If I play anybody, I lose. Like because I'm just like not good at video games because I just didn't play them a lot. Like I love to play them. I can probably count on one hand the number of times I played Madden, and I've probably played two or three hundred times. And yeah. I could probably be more ashamed of that than I am. But just because I didn't play video games, you know, like. It really is. It's, it's a little bit different, you know. But I love PlayStation. Was a PlayStation the thing that my buddy, my neighbor, who is my best friend, we played a lot. We played a lot of Tekken and Crash Bandicoot and Ooh, you know, yeah, like PlayStation games. We love doing that. Yeah, I, I mean, we had sec. I mean, we had everything. Uh, you know, every new system. That's what I wanted. I mean, there's a few of them that I had to like, you know, save up money and buy myself. So it wasn't. I wish that I kept them all. I have. Uh, my dad dug out our Nintendo, and my kids were playing uh, some old school Nintendo. You know, you gotta wow. blow, you gotta blow in the cartridges. Yeah, all that stuff. Um, it's just find it tough to find a TV that you can actually play some of the stuff on because um, it, it's the hookups are completely different. Like you had the little. Uh, yeah, the auxiliaries are all the different. The little auxiliary wire things you had to hook up and screw into the back of your TV. Now it's like, there's an HDMI cable. Where does this go? <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it's cool. And, you know, we have the little mini Nintendo thing that you can play like 60 games on and stuff. But I'm digging the, the digital version of the uh, PlayStation because uh, my, my one son loves to play with uh the cds and the discs and the dvds so, uh, smash them all. Yeah, well he doesn't smash them but they are they do get smudged pretty badly so <laughs> uh so but you know they they you know a little bit of uh electronics cleaner 
cleans them up and they, they work again so yep. but anyway enough about video games uh we came here to talk some football um my sounds unfortunately i don't know the things are dead i do have the the sounds that you guys the, the audience can hear uh but the you you two on air won't be able to hear unfortunately so we're going to switch into what we came here to talk about uh first we'll talk about the scoring system here because it is interesting to kind of explore and I, i know a lot of teams and leagues that are already in place you probably aren't making switches to, to scoring because that's kind of a, a big deal as we, we we've been talking about in, in our chat of the Armageddon League. We were just talking about tweaking corner scoring and it started a whole conversation. Uh, yeah. So that the people don't want to do. And, and anytime you're messing with you know scoring or lineups, like teams need one to two years to plan ahead for that stuff. Yeah, you can't really, really tweak do. stuff because uh, you know you you drafted your startup based on the scoring system that's in place. Yeah. So, you know, if you took advantage of the scoring, then you want to keep that advantage as much yeah. as possible for at least as long until you get that first championship. Then you might ease up a little. Maybe. <laughs> and I go for blood, man. I don't want to give up. So yeah, you gotta go full, full Joffrey. Well, normally uh, teams that teams that win a lot of good fantasy players will take a look at how they built their team you know and take notes on how you know what what players kind of led them to their victory and stuff like that so that that's one tip to you know look at the teams that win is is their running backs that are strong is their receivers that are strong their linebackers um i want to we had a 32 team league and i'll be honest i won because i had luke keekley levante david and bobby wagner my offense was god awful wow. but my linebackers were so good they carried my entire team i mean i had some good defensive ends and safeties too i had eric reed safety was big piece but my defense carried my team to the championship because i had zero quarterbacks at that point I was starting like Larry Fitzgerald is probably my lone offensive weapon. Actually, I had Damian Williams too. I can't say that, but you know, I I made a pretty bad offense into a championship team. So it really all depends on your scoring lineups. You know, take a look at those teams. Uh, so IDP one two three. I'll let you uh, explain what what you the basics of it. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that's my baby right there. IDP one two three. Um, I mean, basically, it's just it's just a scoring format. I mean, we all have them, you know. And I just I've been a lot of time thinking like, how can you make it something memorable and something understandable? So to do that, you know, one it needs to be simple, like you know, simple guidelines. Like, so my concept was, you know, if I can keep the plays that count as scoring plays into the framework of one, two, or three-point plays based on what they are, does that make sense? So I kind of put all those numbers into different spots. I mean, I tried, you know, three on solos, you know, two on quarterback hits, you know, three on assisted. I mean, I just – I messed with it. Mm-hmm. I was like, can I find a way to put these numbers in order based on, you know, the occurrence of these things? And basically what I ended up – I found one scoring system I liked, 
So I tweaked it. Like I had a version, but I called it my original, but it was, even that was not good, but I kept messing with it and I came up with an alternative. But so basically you have one point plays, which are quarterback hits and assisted tackles, two point plays that are solo tackles and tackles for loss, three point plays, which are forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, pass defended or deflections, safeties, block kicks, and you have six point plays, which, you know, I mean, that's the, I, you know, the touchdown equivalent, which you have an IDP touchdown, a sack or an interception. And, you know, I, like I said, I've spent some time messing with it and looking at it and that it ended up working out that way. And it actually, it makes a lot of sense. So the one of the two point plays are usually positive point plays for the offense. So that's your like tackles. Like you make a tackle, like they made it past the line of scrimmage, like they gained some yards. So those obviously were, you know, scored the least. Um, you know, but then once you get up to three point plays, like your your pass deflections, that's a neutral play. You know, they didn't make it anywhere. So you actually kept them at the line of scrimmage technically. So I made that worth a little bit more. Um, you know, then tackle for a loss, which is kind of a kind of a nebulous area because it's a two point play, but it stacks on sleeper, which is the league the place I play, play most of my fantasy on. So it actually ends up being a four point play. And it is also, it's a negative play. Like the offense went backwards, so it's scored higher. And so basically, like when I ran all these numbers, and I did all this stuff, and based on the occurrence, like I looked at the ending season scores, and they were very, very, very close to what offensive players scored. So I'll, you know, I'm long-winded, so I'll just finish out and let you guys ask questions or whatever. But the top no, you're fine. the top, the top ended guys last season for a defensive line was Chandler Jones. He scored 326 points. Um Linebacker was Jordan Hicks. He scored 335, and then Logan Ryan scored 323. And compared to offense, Lamar Jackson scored 421, so he still he scored more. Christian McCaffrey scored 448. He scored a lot more. But they're kind of like outliers. Like, they really pushed it, you know. When you go down to that second guy, it really is closer to 350, 360. So, you know, and Michael Thomas was 360, so that's a good example. And Travis Kelsey was 250. So – the upside of the offensive players and the upside of the defensive players in that scoring system was really, really, really close. And it was really close on a week-to-week basis. Like most weeks, the the most elite week you can get on offense point-wise in PPR is basically 50 or just a little over without any sort of premiums. Because, I mean, you only have four quarters. You can only do so much. But those guys that do do that shit, sorry for the explicitive, do get <laughs> right around 50-55. Well, I, even in IDP one two three scoring, like the top end players in IDP one two three scoring, their absolute ceiling was right around fifty five points. So it was a couple of guys that did it. Jamal Adams did it against uh, the the Giants in that game where he like strip sack, fumble, recovered, ran it back for a touchdown. I think he had like two touchdowns that game, like two sacks. Like he just blew up. He hit right around fifty five. Chandler Jones had a couple of games like that. He hit right around fifty points. Shaq Barrett hit it. Joe Schobert hit it when he had those two big interceptions on Thursday Night Football. So I'm just telling saying is the weekly upside is very similar. There was only a couple of guys that did an offense. Sammy Watkins, week one. Will Fuller, Watson, CMC. Diggs had that monster, monster week in week six. So those that gives you an idea of, like, the big names on both sides of the ball can reach the same heights. And, you know, and it makes sense. And the other thing, too, is about IDP one, two, three, which I get some flack for, but, you know, I'm fine. You know, I'm a man of the people. <laughs> is it 
three uh, it's it advocates for three positions at least for your first year or two playing fantasy football on idp because it makes it easier you know you just have to worry about the defensive line the linebackers and then whoever you're playing at your defensive back spot and you can play defensive tackles i have deforest buckner on multiple teams where i just have dl eligible players on sleeper and he works out just fine because the scoring system allows him to get up you know to that similar the similar number too so that's a long-winded kind of explanation of <laughs> scoring but i mean it, and you know it Again, the idea is just to keep it simple and balanced and unified. Everybody, all the positions score the same no matter what the play is. It's simple, one, two, three-point plays, and then a six-point play. And then, you know, it's balanced. Like, the upside is the same on a week-to-week basis and on a season-long basis for your offense and your defensive players. So, I rock it. I mean, some people <laughs> some people don't like it, and that's fine. And some people have versions of it that are very similar that I like. And, I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect or you should necessarily adopt it, but I think as a starting point, I think it's amazing. I, I love it. I mean, I don't really – you know, I've had some people talk shit on it, but I'm just like, tell me why you don't like it, and they can't really get to it. So, I'm like, I mean, everyone that likes it likes it. So, I'm like, I'm going to keep loving it. So this is a good segue into uh, a plug here, but uh, I'm I have incorporated or I'm going to incorporate. I didn't set up the league yet, uh, but two of my eliminators are going to use this scoring system with the awesome with the DL uh, LB and, and DB, and using your scoring system here. Um, we have a single quarterback league and a and a super flex. I know a lot of people love super flex. Uh, so two of those leagues, and you're going to host one of them. I, I, I'm letting you, I guess, pick which one. Um, yeah. Whichever Funny. one, Superflex or 1QB, whichever one you want to fill up. So if you are interested in trying this out, this is an eliminator is a great way to check it out because it's, you know, yep. you don't have it, to even set a lineup. You just draft. Yeah, just see how you like it, you know. See how you like it throughout the year. See, see how the scoring goes. Um, and... Uh, I think I we shut down rosters a little bit for those two. Cause, uh, I was in one of these eliminators last year, and I'll never forget. I I felt so good after I drafted Zeke and Derrick Henry with my first two picks, and I got <laughs> eliminated week one. <laughs> I never got to play again. It yeah, was it was the worst feeling. I had Marlon Mack too, who blew up week one. Like I was like, yeah, and I just uh, <laughs> so bad. Those I are the breaks. Yeah. Week I went to you and you're like, oh, you're already out. And I was like, gosh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's the name of the game. You, you eliminate. Um, and that's where maybe if you're, you're uh, you know, your defense could have bailed you out. Um, yeah, I don't remember sure what the right. was in that one. But what do you got? What are you guys' thoughts on, you know, the scoring? Like, do you have any leagues that are set up similarly to this? I've seen some people that have sent me scoring that is very, very similar to this. And they're like, this is what we use and we love it. You know, we thought, you know, you know, we thought that yours is similar. Like, you know. Yeah, I mean, the the only my home league uses uh, a little similar, except I think most of the things um, I like the fact the sack and interception go for six points because those are your, you know, as, as you kind of put it before, like your touchdowns on defense. Like, you know, you get six points for a touchdown too. But if you get a sack or interception, those are game-changing plays. Like those yeah. are those are plays that should be rewarded. Yeah. Um, you know, tackle and assisted tackle being two. I mean, assisted tackles are normally half of whatever your tackle is. So that's, you know pretty mm-hmm. uh, 
pretty good. QB hits getting getting pulled in there is a good way to up your defensive uh, line points. It does. It makes a big it makes a big difference, you know, for guys yeah. too that are just missing out. You know, yep. it helps. It gives you sometimes a guy has twenty two quarterback hits, but he only had four sacks. Yeah. But he's still going to get you know recognized. It's minimal recognition. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it is only one point, but it adds up, and that's an extra twenty points at the end of the season. I mean, that's a whole yeah. other, other game. It's, so. it's. I mean, it's like getting. It's like McCaffrey getting a catch out of the backfield, though. You know, it's like exactly. he might not have gone very far, but he gets a point because he did something minor. <laughs> And makes a difference. Also, the pass is defended. Um, I would think that would favor your safeties and and um, corners. Do you see? Uh, I mean, you're in a few of these leagues, obviously. Do you see a lot of corners going, or do people kind of just? I mean, once you really... get past, you know, your first line of you know all your good strong safeties and your good free safeties. I mean, you do. I mean, you see guys taking like Kenny Moore, Trey Flowers. Um, Rocky Sin, younger guys usually, but you know, you still have people taking Desmond King, Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters is awesome because I mean, you can count on a few interceptions from him. And, and I didn't mention too, like you also are supposed to include fumble recovery yards, sack yards where you can. You cannot on sleeper. They need to fix that. And um, interception return. <laughs> okay. Jalen Ramsey, he does well. You know, Marshawn Lattimore, if you get uh, Tredavious White, these guys do score pretty well in IDP 1, 2, 3. Like, for instance, Marlon Humphrey finished ninth last year in IDP 1, 2, 3 scoring, like ahead of Harrison Smith, ahead of, you know, Sean Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, the next guy on here, uh, Stefan Gilmore finished 18th. He had 220 points. Kevin King, Joe Hayden. Uh, you know, and then Kevin Byard had 215 just to give you an idea of where they were falling, you know, because you get the interception return yards. The interception is a turnover, you know, so that's a big play. I mean, that's, you know, about as bad as it can get for an offense, turn the ball over. So, right. yeah, yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned the return yardage. I mean, we, we do um, the, the leagues that I um, do normally every year, what we try to do and it gets real complicated like we we kind of do position specific scoring so you know we try to we try to level the playing field that way where we have d tackles get more points for you know the hits and the tackles for losses and stuff like that and in corners we we ramp up the the passes defended uh to make those more valuable the interceptions may be a little bit more valuable to kind of balance out that way and then we kind of take a look at the we, we try to take a look at the top 100 and see how many of each positions in the top 100 end up in that. See those return yards. That's something that Dan just joined this league of mine. It's a home league that I have. We don't have those, but that's something that I would like to add because on the offensive side, it's a big play league. Meaning in other words, the longer the touchdown, the more points you get. So you might catch a, I can't remember what it is right off the top of my head, but you might catch a 30-yard catch. Well, that's three yards for the touchdown, but it's also three yards for the – or three points for the 30 yards. So you're getting six points, basically. If you mm-hmm. catch a 90, you're getting 90 for – or you're getting nine for the yards, and then you get another nine for the touchdown itself. So you're getting 18 for a 90-yard touchdown. So that on defense, those return yards, that's something that I've always kind of – been looking at and interested into adding but just never really figured out how i want to do it to match up with the offense yeah i i like it you know it, it's a, just another fun way to like 
I was talking to uh, I put my rankings out the other day and Mike Wollert said something, you know, about Jabril Peppers being at five in redraft. And he's a guy that, you know, he catches, you know, he take he punt returns, you know, he gets kicked. Yeah, that's big. And that's just it's just every little bit counts. And I like yeah. Buda Baker, which, you know, you know, he's a very bread and butter guy. I really like guys like Harrison Smith, Jabril Peppers that can do different stuff. So I don't just have to say I need seven tackles out of this guy. I can get four tackles out of him, and he got me 40 return yards. You know what I mean? And like, I think that's one of the biggest appeals to Desmond King because he can yeah. not only cover, he can rush the passer. He's a punt returner, kick returner. So I think that's a big appeal. With and him. It, gets, it gets really fun with, like, rookies too, like in this path to Armageddon League. Like I drafted Alex Erickson last year, or Eric Erickson, whatever, from the, the, the Bengals, Bengals because he had yeah. so many return yards. He was a viable player. Jakeem Grant, because we count those in that league, they these guys had another 50 60 70 points on top of just their receiving yardage so you know that i like adding that and it does help boost the the defensive players too so yeah i actually that's something i was thinking about today on my way to work was you know how prevalent is kick return yards and punt return yards did you remember antonio brown used to return kicks all the time yeah Deshaun jackson we do use but the interception returns and the fumble return yards that's something i've definitely been thinking about trying to add and, and it you know they don't get as many as you would think you know a top end guy's only getting maybe 200 or you know uh, interception return yards it's only about 20 points but so, it's still 200 yards so i mean on offense it would be worth 20 points so on defense just make you worth 20 points. I mean, it's still so you would do the one for 10 there, too. Yep, yep, that's what I like because that's that's what I have now. Uh, is one point for every 10 yards rushing, every 10 yards receiving, so that wouldn't make sense on the return yards. Yeah, yeah, and I uh, and it's kind of fun too because on sleeper, I mentioned before, like some of these plays stack, so I've been like kind of like playing with names for them. (laughs) like a sack, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. Like I like calling that like the holy trinity. Like a three-point play and a three-point play combined. So I mean, what's that? Twelve yeah. points right there. So I mean, sack, that's the equivalent. Fumble, yeah. So that's the equivalent of like you know a sixty-yard touchdown. So I mean, it, you know, yeah. what I call, and then the one the the play that Jamal Adams had where he sacked who's the who's the quarterback Daniel Jones. Strip sacked him and then took the ball from him and ran into the end zone. That was oh, a nice he had. You remember that? Great. Yeah, that's, that's the holy grail. That's a that's the uh, holy okay. <laughs> touchdown. So, you know. and that's just another fun thing. Like, I in IDP, it really hurts IDP. I think that we can't all have common language. Like, we you know I feel like sometimes. Right. We're on different wavelengths. You know, people are making their rankings based on different things. We don't have a commonality. There's no there's no nucleus. You know what I mean? It's just a bunch of atoms flying around. And it's like we can all fly around, but we need to have something to fly around. Does that make sense? Like now I'm yeah. not saying we all I mean, I am saying we should all adopt IDP one, two, three, but I'm not just gonna like scream that from the rooftops because I mean it's gonna take time for people to, you know, adjust to the idea of it. And, you know, I've been, you know, Fantasy Pros has IDP scoring, which I didn't realize for a while. And I went and looked at theirs. And yeah, I don't know how they. It's not great. Yeah. Not great, Bob. It's, not. <laughs> it's, it's um, not. Yeah, theirs is not great. I, I really haven't found a mainstream yeah, IDP scoring that's actually decent. Like, it's always yeah. dwarfed. 
by the offense. Yeah, look, yeah I mean, they, they probably use a basic one for a tackle, half for an assist, th- you know, two, two or three for a sack, two or three for an interception. I think more of the common leagues I've seen, they want to do four per sack, four per interception. And that's what I've got in my home league. I've, I've got it there. And um, I like I like that, but I just feel like it's not enough. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, want to feel, I want it to feel as good as that 60-yard touchdown run. I want exactly right. I don't want to say, oh, there's a 20-yard catch or a 30. You know, I don't want to feel – I don't want that. I want that good stuff. You know what I mean? That's why I'm <laughs> See, and, and the – like – yeah, a couple of leagues that I'm in are big play, so it's it's uh, it's kind of similar in, in in what you're saying, because um, like your defensive ends can get you like 80 points if they have a monster game. Like I've had JJ Watt yeah. get you know 60 points in a game because he gets two sacks, a strip, you know, fumble recovery, whatever. So I mean, sometimes though that can get the big play can get a little too big where yeah, that I, where then your defense uh, yeah. is completely uh your overshadowing defense. your offense which you yep. don't want really necessarily either right and i found that to be true i mean our armageddon league is a perfect example of that is you know we do have defensive tackle premiums and i mean you can get an 80 point week out of deforest buckner yeah. or, or yep. and that to me is just it's a little rich you know it's just I, I understand the concept, but 80 points out of one player, I've been in leagues where my whole team hasn't scored 80 points in a week. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, you remember standards. You guys remember standard football, right? Standard fantasy football, right? What's, what's that? that? <laughs> you know what, Kyle? Wait, baby, let's go. A, a shout-out to uh, my boy Kyle August, who has a new show, uh, the, the Fantasy Football Smackdown. He has uh, relabeled uh, – or repackaged because Seth is no longer uh, on a podcast. Um, he uh, is is a standard diehard. Like he, he, yeah. he wants to grasp on the standard. He's 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 still got one one or two standard leagues hanging around. A purist, yes, love it. But like you know, you were saying about the the path Armageddon league. Like I have Marlon Humphrey, who is a good corner. Don't get me wrong, good corner. He, yeah. he scored about 26 points a week on a bad week. Yeah, that's a lot. And he had, I mean, he yeah. had 14. I mean, he had passes defended all the time. But, you know, he had three tackles, you know, an assist. Um, and, See, I'm trying to look here in this like he league. Got 20, he, got, got... he got 26 points because he had four tackles and two passes defended. Right. And I'm looking at... In this same league, I've actually got uh, Stefan Gilmore here. And it's crazy. And, you know, when you think about so, it, like, if Darius Leonard defends a pass, what does that do to the offense? It does the same thing to the offense that Marlon yeah. Humphrey defending a pass does. So why does it mean more for Marlon Humphrey? Why does he get more points for it than Darius Leonard? That's the part to me where I understand premiums, but like I don't like it hurts my brain. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why should this kid get a hundred percent on his test and I get ninety five? Like, I don't so here, to... here's an interesting I get thing, that, but I think it's, it has to do with the position too a little bit because because most like your beginners or some a lot of leagues they use the general positions defensive back linebacker defensive line when you get into these 
position specific leagues, your corners and defensive tackles are almost at a disadvantage sometimes because they don't get those mm-hmm. opportunities a lot. So I think that's kind of why you see that scoring for defense yeah. passes or the tackle print. I think that's where that comes from. And this league, Path Armageddon, is by no not a normal league. You know, no, it's, it's not. not now. It's some, yeah, <laughs> and I get that. You know, then there's a place for that, and I I love that. And I'm I love that. I mean, I love that league. Like it's a lot of fun. Like there's a lot of good people in there. I mean, you know, guys score awesome points. I love having DeForest Buckner in that league. Like I was yeah. sounds like I'm talking <laughs> shit, but I love it. I love getting 80 points. But at the same time, like for a new person playing fantasy football, like and to get thrown into a league like that, like it's. That's not normal. That'd be a lot. Devastating, you know what I mean? But when, you know, when the people out there advocating for fantasy football a lot of times are people like us in those leagues, you know, sometimes you just get baptism by fire. You don't know what's happening, and all of a sudden you're in it. So, I, you know, that's part of the other thing about standardized scoring is if we can all have the same conversation and we can all have the same, you know, it helps helps us build each other up too. Like, we can all have coming at things from our own unique angle but have – a common ground at which to approach it on besides like just the football itself you know what i mean right. that's what we're you know, we're in fantasy you know i mean like it's you know we need to have those those structures to to really dig into what these players mean for a fantasy team yeah and i like the the idea of of making something standard as a baseline and then being yeah. able to you know kitchen Play sink it that. up so to speak have yeah. fun like, yeah like you like, know you make it you throw to, you throw the position specific in there, and maybe we can you know develop some kind of position specific standard. Exactly, where, where you can then balance out the corners and the D tackles and stuff. Yeah, and, like and like your baseline is IDP one two three, and then you say with a DT premium, so you know yeah. everything that, but DTs are a little extra, and everybody's on the same <laughs> wavelength. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I'll tell you, it's funny. I was on the Fantasy Pros just because we circle back around because it's too funny. The Fantasy Pros, uh, their number twelve defensive uh, defensive lineman, I think was Carlos Dunlip. He would have scored as much as the number thirty three running back in PPR, which was uh, Adrian Peterson last year. So oh, wow. that tells you how bad like. How like useless any, defensive any, players yeah, are. Exactly. In that how trash <laughs> defensive players. Like, why would I even draft one? I mean. Yeah. You draft him in your last ten picks. In a top basically. twelve, that's a top twelve guy. Yeah. That's oh, the yeah. starter, every week starter who's barely worth, who's not even worth a guy who sat on my bench all season on offense. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's you know there's it's a conversation that I'm glad I'm, I appreciate you guys having me on and like you know talking about no. it. It's a conversation that should be had more and more. I think and you know I mean mine it's just a start. You know if it catches on, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I like it though, and I've you know, like I said, I've seen a lot of scoring systems that that I really like that were similar. We're in a you guys know Mayhem, right? Mayhem IDP, or, or he he does some stuff with Joey, and I'm in. A, I was in a league with him last yeah, I know year. Yeah, you're talking about. And when I it's actually one of the things that really made me think that this scoring system was valid was when I made this, and I finally was like, I really like this. Like I think I've hit it, and I went and looked at some of my leagues that I'm in to compare it, you know, and I went to one of his leagues. And the scores were almost identical. They were a little bit off, but I mean, they were almost identical. And I was like, that's it. Because that was one of my favorite leagues to play in, too. So it was just like, I was like, this is it. It was a little bit different than his. And I messaged him, too. And I was like, hey, man, like, I've been thinking about this. I've been working on this. Like, this is like, I feel like it's like my life work. But I was just like, I would think about this and obsess about it at work for hours and hours and hours. 
I was like, how do we, how do I make this into something that we can like all start at least approaching the same way? So I landed on this and I like it. And until somebody can tell me why it's trash, I'm not going to, you know, I'm just going to keep rocking it. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you're interested in reading up on some of it, uh, you can find the article on expandtheboxscore.com. That's where I'm looking at right now. And it kind of gives you some, some good visuals, uh, some good uh, comparisons of player to player and some explanation of more detail of why and, and, and what it is. So, yeah. That's where um, expand the box score. That's who hosts our podcast, the IDP four one one, and they have IDP like we are a database website. We have like premium stats. And I've actually been working with the data guys the past week or so, and we're updating our IDP data. And I know mm-hmm. for sure that he's already included tackle rate, like percentage or whatever, for solos and combined in our new data that's coming out. I'm Ooh. going to also try to get him to put pressures in there. Um, there's a couple of other things that we're hopefully going to get in there to add to our IDP player database. And it's, it's, it's exciting stuff because I mean, it's, it's good to have all your information in one spot. You know what I mean? Like one of the hard yeah. things about researching for IDP is there's three or four websites we all have to go to, to get the full picture, you know, and I, you know, thankfully I work somewhere. There's a data website and I'm trying to, you know, help them grow and, they're helping me help IDP grow, which I'm really grateful for. So I'm doing my best to, you know, try to get some, try to get everything we all want in one spot. That's not PFF in like $300 a year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we were talking a couple weeks ago about, about that fact of, of it's, it's tough to find good information. That's not just how many tackles somebody had, you know, like the, it's, it's tough. I know like, you know, offense they have air yards they have this they oh. have that they have a thousand other things that's because a lot of a lot of people love it so they they, they research every little stat you can possibly find yep. um, i think we need some more people to, to pay attention to the idp stuff because yeah, i like are, reading man. stats uh coming up with them i'm not so good with so I know, right? It's like my like, like the guys were like, "So what are we gonna do with this?" And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, I'm like the guy who <laughs> answer." I was like, "Okay, give me a minute." <laughs> yeah, I, I've spent tackle, some time. Tackle rate, something that you know, a lot of people you can't really, you have to kind of just do it yourself, you know. Yeah, you I mean, take that's the snap, you divide by the tackles. Like... Yeah, and then you have to punt, you write it down somewhere. You'll forget, you know, and write the yeah. player's name. It's gonna be nice to just have that in a place. Like, boop, there it is. We can all talk about it. You know, we all have yeah. access to it. That can be a dangerous stat, though, because then yeah. you get a guy that only plays 50 snaps and their snap count percent is 5%. You're like, oh, man, this guy's great. And then you're like, I only <laughs> played 50 snaps, and they're probably all special teams. So, <laughs> Hey, yeah. special teams matters, man. Okay. They do. Yeah. They do. Uh, but Games are won on special teams more often than you think. I love it. I'd like to see the NFL kind of take some of the, uh, on a completely different tangent, some of the XFL uh, special teams rules. And yeah, the kickoff. Them. Now now that uh, the XFL is defunct again, um, I'm hoping the NFL takes a look at some of those because those are fun. Like, they, they were pretty safe and pretty fun uh, ways to yeah. get around it. So. It's been a crazy year. Crazy. Yes, it has. 
Yeah, yeah, 20, I mean, I, I've seen some things about 2020, and uh, the, the one thing I did see, and, and Daryl, you'll get a kick out of this, is uh, it's oh, the, the meme of the 28-3 uh, to 3 Atlanta and New England. It said, let's hope 2020 is like this Super Bowl or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Although that would mean the Patriots would be good, which I don't know. No, I can't get behind that. We don't want He's that. Calling the Patriots good would just be, you know, they're the evil empire. They're not, they're not the good guys. Well, we'll see how good they are now. Yeah, we will. I got a really bad feeling that Sonny Michelle is going to rush for like 1,400 yards. I've, I've been asking everybody this. Are you, uh, are you a Belichick believer or a Brady believer? Which side you on? We're going to have another 20 minute Patriot conversation. I'm not a Patriot. <laughs> I think it's both. I mean, I think it takes two to tango and they were perfect matches and, that's all good I got to say. I'm not a Patriots guy, but I know good. I mean, it speaks for itself. I don't yeah. think one's there without the other. I don't think that's a thing. So, well, you know, somebody at GMFB must be a big fan of this show because we spent about a half hour talking Patriots and we talked about Belichick and Stidham and we talked about all that on Tuesday's show. And, and what do you know, Wednesday morning, what do I flip on? And they're talking about Stidham and Belichick and the Patriots. And I'm like, they stole our content. They do. They us royalties. <laughs> they should. So maybe IDP one two three will make it on GMFB tomorrow. There you go. I hope so. I Nate, know, we know then if it does. Nate, if you're listening. Hey Nate. Nate. Uh, Nate. Nate likes my tweets every once in a while. If I if I at him. So really. Nate, nice. Nate listens. <clears throat> that's what's up. He's a man of the people. And that, he that's is a man of the people. <laughs> I love Nate. Uh, former Seahawk too. So you know. Wow, he, he might see the Seahawks day in and says, all right, you know, this guy's... Yeah, he must think you're an okay guy. He must think so, yeah. <laughs> At least he does. Daryl doesn't... Daryl thinks I'm terrible and horrible. You're horrible. You are. You're horrible. All right, well, while I have you guys here, we've been talking all this game theory. We haven't even really talked about any players. <clears throat> I'm just going to put you on the spot. What do you guys... <clears throat> what is your opinion of Minka Fitzpatrick? The most polarizing player <laughs> I football in my opinion he is Especially very polarizing I, uh isn't I, he? i'm somewhere in uh, I, I guess i'm somewhere in the middle on him i don't think he's top tier elite but i think he's really good i mean i listened to your guys's db show with coach and i know at least one of you guys had him in your top 10 i think it might have been him uh, it was me i had him at seven okay yeah all right so you're, oh, you're in yeah well for the I think you, I have him around like see, 13, see the, that's 14. the thing. I think my first six is kind of set in stone. And then that seven through 15, you can really make a case for anybody, really. I think he fits well in Pittsburgh, which I like. I, I think if you fit well with that team, their makeup and what they do, I think that sort of gives you an advantage over the other ones. Plus, he's the only safety of real significance there for them. Um, he made some big plays. If you, I mean, it is what he it made, is. yeah, he made some big plays, but really, you know, after those top six, I'm just kind of, you can make the case for anybody. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, Dan? I would tend to agree with that. I think he's just outside. He's a safety two for me for the most part. I yeah, don't think Dan I had him in my top 12. I think I had him like, like 13, 14. Yeah, he's. I think he's gonna he's gonna finish in that safety two, 
you know, possibly safety three range, but the difference between safety three and a safety two can be a point, and there can be several guys in that area, you know. But he's the ideal safety two to me because he can win you a week. Yeah, if you can get him as your safety two, you're gold. And there's and there's and there's where it all you know it's you know when you get to that ten to fifteen to twenty range, do you want to win with you know Kevin Byard, or do you want to win in style? With Nick no. Daryl wants to win with Kevin Byard because he's I'll got take, fired. Like, see, I'll take Kevin Byard. Oh, that was a bad. That was a bad. That was a bad. Oh man, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Eddie Jackson. There's a better one. Yeah, Eddie Jackson's no. only a. They're, uh, they're very similar kind of players. Lowish tackles, high interception years. I don't know if he's you know, a he's man. a bye week fill in for me. Exactly, but I think yeah. but Minka has that such that weak winning upside because he can do it in a different ways. I mean, he does get right. past deflections, which are three points in IDP one two three. You know, he does get a couple of tackles. He doesn't. He doesn't get a lot of. He doesn't get a lot of tackles. He doesn't get a lot of solo tackles. He doesn't get you know hardly any up at the line snaps. But that could all change too. That's the other thing I think is, you know, we we're talking game theory that people underrate in fantasy football is things change so quickly. Guys can change teams at the drop of a hat. Guys can move position at the drop of a hat. And all the, that 1,500-word article doesn't mean anything anymore. You know what I mean? Be Boom, water. Gone. It's water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, can't, so, you can't be stoned. <laughs> my thoughts on Minka is, you know, as a long-term asset in IDP, I mean, he's already an all-pro and he's in his second year. He's not going anywhere. So if yeah. you're thinking long-term – and weak winning upside from a guy who's your two, I love him. So, and I'm a Steelers yeah. fan too. So, Tyron Matthew is another guy that we talked about on my show who I view them kind of similarly, but Tyron Matthew is actually going to give you more bang for your buck. I feel like. See, see I, think consistent, his, I think his running mate hurts him a little bit. I actually like uh, Juan Thornhill better than I like Matthew. Yeah, I guess oh, yeah, for a long time. Juan Thornhill isn't going to play till November, at least play yeah, he, till he, November. He heard so. his AC, ACL, right? Yeah. Late. Wasn't that like at the very last yeah, week of the season? So it, he's it was gonna, real yeah. late. So, yeah, he's he's looking at a year before, you know, like that's that's around November until he's going to be at 100%, which means pup list probably. Probably. So, I mean, I mean, what do they got? I'm they still have Daniel Sorensen running around there, don't they? Right, you you give me those guys and they're healthy. I'm I'm going to take one Thornhill. I think he'll take away from what the Honey Badger does a little bit. Honey See, Minka doesn't care. have Minka doesn't have anybody really challenging back there. Honey so. Badger don't care. Terrell Terrell Edmonds could. I mean, he had a hundred tackles this last year, but he doesn't do anything else. Like he's just right. like he's just like I'm going to get like some assist tackles and like a few solo tackles, and you'll never <laughs> even know I was here. Like that's it. <laughs> So here's an interesting one for you, uh, Steeler Steeler fan. Uh, what do you think of Antoine Brooks? That's the uh, the safety slash linebacker, right? That they yeah. just drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's got. I mean, that team, the the Steelers draft so interestingly to me. Like, yep. and I as a Steelers fan, I always pay attention when they draft, and I always the, my first thought is always, who's this guy? What are they doing? And then I feel like six months later, I'm like, oh my gosh! Like I just like my mind gets blown and I haven't had that moment yet with him, but I mean, when you just think about it, I mean, Bush young, 
Watt Young, they you know they picked this guy. Was it he a third or a fourth or a fifth? Uh, Brooks, I think, I think, was a fourth or fifth. I know they eight. took they took that Alex guy in the third. Highsmith, and I, and I'm very excited about him. I don't think this year is going to be a thing, but once Bud Dupree, oh, gets you're talking about Highsmith. You see, yeah, yeah. You see, that's Bud the, Dupree gets out of here. I think he might be something special. When, um, when you mentioned Steeler drafts, the first thing that came to mind is the Steelers don't draft for the year they're in. They draft mm-hmm. for the next year. Yep. They're, they're restocking the bench, whereas yep. other teams are trying they, to fill starters. They're, they they, they give work to develop. They, they give they, themselves they, options the way that a lot of teams don't. Yeah. Except the quarterback. Yeah. Uh, That's because Big, but, ben, um, Big ben, <laughs> ben will throw a hissy fit if uh, they draft another quarterback. So, With Mark Barron leaving and with, you know, Terrell Edmonds just being Terrell Edmonds, you know, and – I, you know, Bush is, I don't think Bush is going to leave the field this year much. I mean, if he does, he's probably, he's hurt. That's kind of my, where I'm putting yeah. my flag. He shouldn't. Bro. I think they're going to want that other guy who's a fast, speedy middle linebacker type player. And I think, I think he could, I think he see some meaningful snaps. Um, but we just got to see, you know, also the rookie this whole year is kind of weird. We don't really know what he's, you know, what's he doing to train? What's he doing to learn? Like, has he even met these people yet? I mean, you know, guys yeah. are – Todd Gurley just flew to Atlanta on Monday. You know what I mean? Like, these guys might have not even met their coaches yet, you know. So, I don't I don't know – I don't really have a good feel for that situation. But because Mark Barron left, because, you know, Vince Williams is – he's still there, right? Like, that's still a thing. He's, he's still around, yeah. And the one so, thing about Brooks – still that, hanging around. See, Brooks is a safety – I don't like him as a safety. He got beaten coverage regularly. Um, I think as a linebacker hybrid, I'm okay with that mm-hmm. because See, yep. he could tackle and he played a lot around the line for Maryland. He was basically almost a linebacker for Maryland half the time. So I like him more as a linebacker prospect than a safety yep. prospect. So in with. Yeah, and there and there are snaps available. You know, I still think about the Steelers is they're pretty good about getting the guys who are going to get the job done on the field. You know, so and Vince Williams isn't anything special. Yeah. So. Nope. Um, so yeah, he, he's uh, he's got some some opportunity there. Uh, what, definitely. Here's an interesting little like stat I came across the other day, or I've kind of noticed before, but it's really kind of like the more I look at it, the more it, like takes me aback, but. In his four years, five years in the league, Joey Bosa only has like one pass deflection. That is interesting. That's a very, very, very low. Like we were talking on our show the other day about like Carlos Dunlap because we were on uh, doing a preview of that division. I mean, this dude's got 58 pass deflections in his career, 16 in the last two years. Mm-hmm. And what do you, Joey Bosa, does he just. Does he just tunnel vision? Like, is that all? Is that all he really is? Pretty I much. I think he is. One thing about Dunlap though is he is a long guy. Like he's tall and long. Like his arms, like, and he is always getting his arms up. I yeah. think Bosa tries to do a lot with his hands to get linemen off of him. Yeah, so he's Whereas not watching. Dunlap kind of will stay there, but then reach his hand up. Yeah. I mean, I don't watch a ton of, you know. It's, it's just interesting because, you know, like I said, with, you know, I put together these little charts for my guys in IDP one, two, three scoring. So I have these little like pie graphs where I can see like, and I just, some guys' graphs have like so many slices. They're like, they're getting pass deflections, they're getting forced fumbles, 
fumble recoveries. Yeah. Yeah. And then some guys pie charts have like four pieces and they're just big pieces and that's it. And Joey Bosa was one of those guys where I was like, wow, this dude doesn't do hardly anything but get tackles and sacks. He's and almost like, like a one-trick pony. Yeah, he doesn't do in for, force fumbles. He does. He's only had like three or four force fumbles in four years. Like he literally, he's a sack machine. He's a tackle machine. But then you put him up to a guy like Dante Fowler this last year, who's got like an interception, a touchdown, like set three or four or five pass deflections. You know, on top of also being a tackle machine and a sack machine. And to me, it's, it's interesting. It you know when you're differentiating these guys. Like, I would just made an adjustment to my rankings today. I had to move Joey Bosa down because I was like, Nick, Nick's already got two pass deflections. He's been in the <laughs> league for a year. And count the postseason, he's got four. Like, yeah. little bro's already whooping your butt. And he, you know, more pro- – just like – and it's just – I just – I feel like Joey Bosa is, like you said, a one-trick pony almost. And he's I have, a, good I have one- a theory, though. I have yeah, a theory, he's good. though. I have a theory, Let's hear it. Though. Let's hear it. The Chargers DBs are so good that they don't want Bosa knocking the ball down at the line because they have a better opportunity for Casey Hayward to pick it off than, hmm. than they do for him to knock it down. That's interesting. And they got Derwin James. They got they got Desmond King. They always have a good secondary. Uh, I'm not saying They're that he's not told to not to knock the ball down, but I just think that's not uh, – I don't know. That's interesting. All but, right, just for fun, I went and just looked at uh, – Melvin Ingram's past deflections. He has eight in the past two years, and he doesn't even play all 16 games hardly. <laughs> there goes See, my theory. Jordan's on my side. I love it. Joey Bosa needs to figure his, his life out. All right, that's all. <laughs> I love it. Well, at least you want to have both Bosa boys at your your door like uh, like Daryl. Daryl's going to yeah, have both Bosa boys at his house. Cause... Dude, they would eat us alive. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Daryl oh, likes to point out how injury prone they are. I, I mean, e- Ethan will yell at us for using the word injury prone, but uh, Nick I'm quietly just did, Nick quietly played all sixteen games as a rookie. He no did. He did. No big, no big deal. Nothing to see here. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit. We got a little bit of time here. Um, let's talk a little bit about the path to Armageddon draft that we've had so far. You guys are in the Heroes Conference. Uh, we've got the Green Ranger and yeah, we're in the Sleep good Walker. The competitive I, group. Well, I don't know. I, I guess there I'll just go. come in and dominate with uh, I am Negan. So, uh, no, so AJ, AJ did me up a nice little uh, graphic there uh, for Negan with the, with Lucille on his shoulder. Um, Great league. Yep, so uh, you guys are in the opposite conference, and you guys are about a round behind us, so pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, but <laughs> but it all just... Uh, we, we have uh, Sleepwalker's been picking quite a lot, and not just his nose. Um, what, what, what was your strategy <laughs> coming in here? Because you, you pretty much have gone pretty offense-heavy, which is very unlike you. Yeah, but- well, yeah, it is, but my offense in this league was hurting a lot, so yeah. I kind of didn't have a choice but to go because I had some stars. I had a couple, like, running back. I had – I've got Saquon and Henry, but I don't have much behind him. So, 
you know, that forced me to go, you know, get a Darrington Evans, get a Jonathan Taylor, get a Zach Moss. So I had to build some depth there because I just didn't have it. Same with wide receiver Antonio Brown's out. A.J. Green's always seems to be hurt. So I had to go get uh, Henry Ruggs. Um, I had to go early and get some stuff. I didn't have a, a really good third quarterback. So I had to go get Jalen Hurts. I think he's he's a good one. Um, I like his chances to start a few games. I really do. As I was much as one, I, I was one wins. pick away from getting Hurts in the f- fourth round, and I was like so mad when he was taking. I, I loaded up my pre-draft, right. and I had Hurts, and then Claypool, and of course the guy in front of me takes Hurts. So I, got I mean, I love Wentz, and I think he's a really good quarterback, one of the better ones in the league. But you have to question: Can he stay healthy? And I'm just I'm rolling the dice that he's going to miss a couple games, so Hurts will get in there, but. Uh, so I had to look at my – I was forced with my roster. I had to look at offense. But I've done pretty good on defense too. I've got uh, players like Logan Wilson. Um, let's see, who else did I get? You grabbed uh, Isaiah Simmons too. Yeah, Isaiah Simmons. And I got him kind of low, I thought. Pick uh, yeah. 23. 210, yeah. Yeah, I think it was somewhere in there. Pick 23 or something. So, I, I like that value for him really well. So, with my offense kind of short up, I, I may switch to uh, defense. So, hopefully nobody's listening to this before I pick. So <laughs> They may be. So, I I, um, I didn't have a second-round pick. I inherited this team. I was an orphan. Um, so, my first-round pick, I also only had – I had um, – it's a super flex. I had Kyler Murray and uh, – Minshew, which I, I mean, Minshew, if he has another good year, I think he's 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 might be close to locked in. But I mean, we also thought Blake Bortles was was decent for a little while. No, we um, didn't. Well, I did. Well, a lot of <laughs> I never did. did. Um, so I have Minshew and and Kyler Murray. So at pick eight, I was I, I had Justin Herbert sitting there, so I took him. Because uh, I said, you know, he's might not start right away, but might be that bye week fill in I need, uh, and that third quarterback that you seem to. I like to have a third quarterback in Superflex. I think my alternatives. Yeah. I mean, I have Cam Newton who still hasn't signed, so I could have a third quarterback potentially there, and I also have Jacoby Brissett, uh, Bris- Brisket, who could be a third quarterback. Um, so, so I like my depth there if you know things you know i could probably flip brissette or cam newton if uh, need be for something else um so then my second pick was in the third round so i had to wait a while uh and i got brandon iu get the three one and it was really down to that um somebody took zach moss two picks later i had i was debating between moss and iu and i have godwin and a bunch of old guys um, so I went with the young receiver. I mean, I, I, I mean, I shouldn't say I have a bunch of old guys. I have Cobb and Cooks. They're old guys, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, Brandon <laughs> Cooks, Cooks is, is not. Cooks is twenty six years old, but he's one hit away from never playing again. Right. Um, I have Ted Ginn Jr., who is old. Uh, but I mean, then I got some young guys with some upside. Like I have Tyler Lockett. I, I didn't even realize I had Tyler Lockett on my team. 
<laughs> Again, I just took over this team, so it's not really? like I drafted these guys. You're a Seahawks fan, and you didn't realize you had Tyler Lockett. I have like 50 Shut, they should pull your fan card right now. I have 50, le- I have 50 leagues to keep track of here. so it's That's no good. excuse. It is. Um, <laughs> I have the Lazard King. So, uh, Alan Lazard and Christian Kirk could, could see enough. I mean, I think Christian Kirk has to wait for, for Larry. To, to move on to really kind of take that next step, but he's got a nice running mate in uh, Hopkins now. He just um, needed he just needed to catch some touchdowns last year. All of his touchdowns yeah. came in that one game when we all benched him, <laughs> like week seven. He had 108 five. targets. I mean that that could could creep up. He's 23 years old. I mean it, exactly, it's, it's, and he, he looked there. good out there. He just yeah. needs to get up, he needs to get in the end zone. Yeah, so then I, I so I went receiver there. I also have uh, well, Godwin's my one solid receiver, so I need I need some receiver depth. Um, and then I I, I just told you about the Hurts and Claypool thing. I took I ended up with Claypool. I wanted Hurts, but uh, the Joker took it one pick ahead. And then I came back with Eno Benjamin here in the fifth. So. I mean, I like my draft. I'm not in love with it, but I mean, considering I didn't have a second rounder, if I had a second rounder, I'd probably like my team a lot better. Uh, my my haul, because I mean, looking at the players that got drafted right around me, I if I got one of those guys, I mean, I might have even gone Jordan Love went late. I think I might have even grabbed him, or Jeremy Chin was there, McFarland. I, I could have gotten somebody that I like a little bit better. Uh, but again, getting clay, uh, getting, uh, well, I guess, yeah, I had a long stretch. I had three, the three one, and I had to wait till four eight to pick again. So, yeah, it was a long wait, but. So a little bit of news here. The Jets linebacker CJ Mosley has been cleared for all activity and expected to be ready for a full go when camp opens, so that's good news. I did see that, and that was uh, I saw it earlier today. That's good because there were rumors that he was not healthy, that he was yep. not in good shape after coming back from his injury. So, so definitely. So, Jordan, how about your team? You you had quite a few picks, if I'm not mistaken. Here, yeah, honestly, I'm not well. really sure how I accumulated so many picks because I think I've only straight <laughs> in this league, but I just went with it. Um, I did not go. I took uh, Big big Ben and Derek Carr last year to Superflex, and those were my only two quarterbacks. And my plan was to draft a quarterback this year, but I actually did pretty good in this league. I didn't have any extra picks, so I had picked pick nine. So I missed out on Tua and Joe Burrow, obviously, and I was staring down C.D. Lamb, and I just could not take Justin Herbert with C.D. Lamb on the board. So I took so like the Lamb. Cowboys, you, you took the, the, the Lamb yep. drop. Basically. I took Lamb at nine and said, if I got to figure it out, I'll figure it out. And I didn't have another pick till 209. So a lot of guys went between then and there, but I got uh, Brandon Ayuk, another first round wide receiver. So I got him too, yeah. Now, I don't I understand really the hate for Ayuk. I mean, I guess it's maybe that they don't think Jimmy G can support. People are just two sleeping. Guys. Yeah. It's playing simple. People are I- sleeping. At three three uh, three one is when I got Ayuk, and I'm like, I'm I know, getting, I'm getting a round round one receiver in the third round of a draft is just thievery. In dynasty to the 49ers dynasty. and Kyle Shan, it just doesn't make any sense. But anyway, yeah, I got him at two nine. I was very happy with that. 
Um, I got 213 and 301 because I think that was a supplemental pick. So I got Brian Edwards at 213 and LaVisca Chanel. So I took four receivers in the quote-unquote best wide receiver class ever, blah, blah, blah. So I felt good about that, even though it's not what my team needed. Um, I just went with it. And I think sometimes you just have to play to your strengths in Dynasty versus trying to balance everything out. Just crush people with what you got. I mean, just bury them with – Bury him with four great wide receivers, and <laughs> Matt Breida and Jordan Howard. Like, just do it. Um, then in my next pick was the 309. I took Kyle Duggar just because I, I like me some Kyle Duggar. I, I just I trust that the Belichick's defense is going to get him on the field in places he will produce. Yeah, um, I think you got a year to wait on him. Hmm? I think you got to wait a year to to see what you've got because honestly, they have three safeties that they're going to roll with. Chung, I think Chung McCourty, and, and Adrian Phillips. They signed. Yeah, I like Duggar, but I don't think you're going to see what he's capable of in year. I think you'll see glimpses of it with the special teams. Glimpses, yes, but you're not going to see his full. We'll yeah. see. We'll unless see. unless they go uh, three. Three and thirteen and are terrible. Then they might just start rolling out the youth. <laughs> they got rid of so many defensive pieces, and then Very they go draft two of the most versatile defensive players in this draft with their, you know, those two picks. I, I paid attention. So, yep. Then I took Chase on Clavon at three oh or four oh eight, and at four oh nine, I took Joshua Chase, other player that the uh, Patriots took. So, and that he was a second round pick too. They traded out of the first round, right? Uh, yes, believe so. Yes. Yeah. They so they did. traded back, took Kyle Duggar, and then they took Josh Uche with their top two picks. I'm trusting that because they got rid of Van Noy and Jamie Collins and these other guys that were do it all players on defense, and then drafted two guys who can are kind of built like do it all players on defense. That they're gonna. I'm just trusting that they're gonna see the field. Maybe not a whole whole lot this year, but I don't need them to. I mean, I drafted them late right. in the fourth. But if they do, all the all the better. So, and another one that they drafted that's going late is Anthony Jennings. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really yep. good player. They love their Alabama guys. He's going to use him effectively. So, yeah. I just, I'm Saban, trusting that Saban and Belichick are good buds. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, was, I, saw, I was at the Senior Bowl this year, and they were both on the sidelines just chit chat, and I walk right by them. I was like, wow, this is unreal. Like, they're so <laughs> awesome right there. And then there's me. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could have won. That would have been fun. Yeah, it, it was an interesting – it was a pretty crazy experience. I mean, actually, the guy I went with, Steve, our producer, our show, got Kyle Duggar's uh, autograph there. Awesome. He was just, He was walking by, and he just was just talking to talked to him for a second, and he got his autograph. And Steve is a huge Patriots fan, so when he got drafted by the Patriots, I was like, I bet that – I bet that autograph feels like <laughs> special now, and he was like, it really does. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this draft is still going on. So, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely – um, I think I have. I think we each have like one. I know Daryl says he has like ten more picks or something. No, I've got five more. <laughs> five more. So and I, I've got. I think three more. I think that's uh, what Jordan. It's a deep has league. Well. It's a it deep. Is. It's so. a deep league. I mean, I like deep leagues. Um, you know, I actually started a thirty-two team um, single copy draft, which is going to get a little crazy. Uh, real soon, I think I I have taken. We're in the fourth round of that, and I have taken. Uh, my first pick was Lamar Jackson, uh, 
Yeah, it is super flex. You can start to, but you don't have to start any quarterbacks. I thought about punting quarterback, uh, but Lamar Jackson put up 620 points last year. So I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to take a quarterback that can score 600 points in a season. Buy in. Um, and he didn't even play the last week, too. Uh, so then I came back in the second round. Now, we did a third round reversal, which I'm not sure if anybody's ever done that. Um, so I took Lamar. I got Roquan Smith in the second, which was the last pick of the second round. And then I had to wait an entire other round again before I wow. picked. Uh, and then I got Keenan Allen. And then I three picks or two picks later, I was back on the clock and got uh, Robert Woods. So I got two good wide receivers, a good quarterback, uh, captain of the defense. And um, we were early in this draft. Obviously, we just did the fourth round. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see um, how it shakes out. I mean, I feel I got two pretty decent in their prime receivers. I wanted to go a little younger, but the younger guys I didn't exactly like their situations because i do want to compete this year with lamar jackson i think i'm can compete <laughs> yeah you, no you might what. be able to compete so, with i him. mean lamar jackson <laughs> almost single-handedly won people championships last year because yep. he had that dis- ridiculous game against the jets that also knocked me out of a few leagues <laughs> and then uh then that but you know it, it's it, it is what it is you know obviously a lot of drafts going on couple things to yep. uh, plug before we let Jordan make his plugs here. Um, we have our Patreon is up and running. I think we're going to try to record a, a short, maybe a 15, 20-minute Patreon episode after this. Maybe we'll dive a little deeper Sweet. into some things. Um, and Daryl can curse on that show. Um, Hell Yeah! We, we have uh, we have a few patrons that are taking us <laughs> up on that, and we'll get into uh, some things on the Patreon. Uh, join today. Uh, if you click on our, uh, I guess, profile on IDP Nation, at IDP Nation, the Twitter handle, you can see our Patreon page is uh, in the, the description. I fixed the description. Did you know it was very outdated, Daryl? It still had us on the DF network, which we haven't been on the DF network in like yeah, I saw six that. months. I saw that the other day, and I meant to say <laughs> something, and I forgot it. I love the uh, – did you make the, the town that we're supposedly from? Did you notice what that is on, the, on, our, mm, on our Twitter? No. The IDP Nation podcast is from Slobberknocker USA. <laughs> <laughs> I said I love that. I'm, I'm leaving that in there. So, but uh, that's, you know that's kind of fitting. I, I'll... It is. It is. <laughs> we're both, we're both uh, wrestling fans and you know, slobber knocker. Uh, but yeah, so our Patreon is in our profile. You can click on that if you want to join up and get the, uh, the bonus episodes. Help us out. Uh, we're thankful for the people that have already signed up. We weren't sure if it was gonna. Uh, if we were going to get anybody signing up, and now we got a few, so we're, we're pretty happy about that. We'll continue to put out the bonus episodes, bonus content, and help you out with your lineups and whatever else. Like I said, if you guys have any suggestions for Patreon episodes, we'd be more than happy to, to 
build our Patreon yep. around whatever episode, whatever you guys want to hear about, uh, things like that. Uh, our listener league is brought to you by uh, myfantasyleague.com. Myfantasyleague.com. Uh, I know we talked a lot about sleeper, uh, but most of my leagues are on myfantasyleague.com, and that's where our listener league is housed. With by the way, I uh, I got Kyle Van Noy in the what thirty something round, whatever round we're in here. We're in the thirty, yeah, the thirtieth round. Crazy. I got Kyle Van Noy, and then I just got Jerry Tillery in the thirty-first round. So I, I like my team. I like my team is I going. Think I got to, Khalil Mack like in the late twenties. Uh yeah. See, I'm not. Mack. I'm out on Cleo Mack. Out. I'm out. I think Robert Quinn's going to help him a little bit, though. No, Robert Quinn's so. going to eat him alive. <laughs> Robert Quinn's a beast. People yeah. are sleeping on my dude. That's one of my guys. Just shout out Robert Quinn. <laughs> I like Robert Quinn a Mack, whole – Well, on Sleeper, Robert Quinn would probably be great because you could play him in that D-line. Yeah, on, on my fantasy league, we have to play him at linebacker unless we change. He which we're not finished in IDP one two three score. He finished twenty two at DL in what do you play fourteen games? Thirteen? I think so. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean he was not too far behind. I mean he was only 15, 13 points behind Khalil Mack, and Khalil Mack played all sixteen for you know the Bears. So. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on Robert Quinn, and I feel like more people should be. But I'll tell yeah, you. I like Robert Quinn too. I thought he did a great job for Dallas last year, yeah. and now going to Chicago, I think that's a good fit. And yep. I see him doing really well. But I think that's going to help Khalil Mack because they're not going to be able to focus on just one of those guys. Yeah. So one of those two are always going to be able to go yep. get it. So I love one, that. One of them is going to have a big week. One every other week, and they'll have yep. big together too because they'll be causing all kinds of disruption yep i agree on that and one more thing to plug if you got uh if you have some time go on to itunes by the way daryl we got some good news we're back to a 5.0 rating on itunes sweet yeah buddy help us maintain that five out of five rating um don't be negative just just don't do it at all and Uh, just to uh remind everyone because it's something kind of new we are now on iHeartRadio, yes, and I went actually I went on there today. And when you type in the word IDP, we are the very first thing that pops up. So nice. So nice. if that's your listening platform, you can catch us there. We're on Podbean, uh, I think Stitcher, iTunes, Pod Spotify. Paradise. Yeah, we're a little bit yeah, everywhere. We're, so we're like dog s. <laughs> we are everywhere. Um, and do I have anything else to plug? I don't know. Autism Speaks Eliminators. We talked about them earlier. Yes. Let's fill those things up. I know oh. a lot of people are looking forward to drafting. Uh, Jordan's We're going to be on the Podicon. Yes. We, we mentioned that the other show. We don't have to mention that every week. Right. It gets Let's closer. We're going to wake Let's up at 3.30. So, so, Jordan, if you're up at 3.30 in the morning, <laughs> the, the morning of the Podathon, that's when we're going to be on. Excellent. Can't wait. So, fortunately, I think they put it on YouTube, so you can kind of watch it whenever. You don't have to 
necessarily right. stay up you or wake be up there at for 3.30. It. Yeah. Unfortunately, we do. <laughs> we are going to have to, yes. But like I said, my wife wakes up around that time, so I'll just wake up when she wakes up. And, you know, maybe, maybe a little early and drink some coffee and wake up a little bit. Daryl will probably still be up from the night before. That's just how well, it rolls. is Fourth of July weekend, so just like, did you find it? You, you said you're taking off that Monday, so uh, yeah, I'm going to take off that to. Monday. Actually, I'm going to turn that in tomorrow and uh, get that took care of. So I'm an early to bed kind of guy. I'm basically going straight to bed after I get off here with you guys. Don't worry, I do the same. <laughs> yep. I get the pod loaded up, and then that's why I'm team no edit. Because if I had to edit, I'd be up to like three in the morning editing. And, uh, it just <laughs> doesn't happen. Not me. I'm a, I'm a midnight oil guy. Yeah, I got a lot to do tomorrow, man. I got a busy day tomorrow. Well, I actually I have to too, go. Man. I actually I actually have to go out in the world tomorrow. Like leave the house. Oh my gosh, what would you ever do? You have to actually leave your house for. I do. For... It's crazy. I got a meeting in the morning, <laughs> and then I got a. I told my part time job I'd work because they fired somebody the other day. Um. So I I told them I'd work to kind of help them out and. Then I was informed of this meeting happening on Friday, and I'm like, "Oh, great! Now I got to go to the meeting. Now I got to go to work." Oh well, that's enough of my problems. Uh, Jordan, tell the people where they can find all of your work, your written work, your rankings, your Twitter handle, all that stuff. Yeah, um, Jordan Reigns at Fifty Shades of Drunk on Twitter. I, I love that. Yeah, buddy, that's from way back in the day. I um, do all my writing right now, or most of my writing, for Dynasty Nerds, which is awesome. If you don't have a subscription over there, you really should get one because they just have a lot of – their rankings are really good. Their, their podcast is pretty good. You know, I don't want to say it, I don't want to say it's bad. I don't want to say it's great. It's a good podcast, though. I mean, I like having a lot in my repertoire, and it's important to hear what other people are hearing, and it's a great it's a great for that. And the guys over there are awesome. Um it's cheap too. I think it's only three or four bucks a month. And, you know, so that's where I write ID or dynasty nerds. I do have my article at expand the box That's my IDP one, two, three, uh, scoring long form article. Um, and then I do also a podcast called the IDP four one, one podcast. It's just okay. You know, it's just me and my buddies and, you know, we, we bring some IDP heat. We stand pretty hard for Minka over there and TJ Watt. <laughs> So, you know, we, we, we bring IDP goodness, though. I mean, it takes a village, and it takes, you know, the more people that are doing this, the better. So, you know, we're wow. doing our part to grow this part of the industry and, you know, trying to help guys along the way, too. You know, I mean, I've come a long way in just a year, you know, just covering IDP. You know, I've been you know messing with fantasy football on the other side. But it's so easy to get your voice drowned out on the offensive side because there's yeah. so many people yeah. that do that. So when you switch gears and really focus on something that doesn't get the same kind of love, you can, you know, I mean, you can get, you can rise up a little bit faster than I think, you know, and I was blessed to be very interested in IDP and, you know, put my efforts into IDP when I really decided to put an effort into fantasy. And so that's, that's what I've, you know, been, our podcast is less than a year old and we, you know, we, we've been, we're pretty proud of what we've done over there. And, that's where you can find me if you want to hear me more. If you just want to read what I write, though, Dynasty Nerds is the spot. And, yeah, I also I just got in the, um, the ECR for uh, Fantasy Pros, so my my IDP rankings are going to go up against the smart guys this year. So 
we'll uh, we'll see how I fare against some of the some of the bigger some of the bigger heads in IDP. There's nice, interesting pool nice. guys over there. I know you guys know um, Walter Sperling. Yeah, He's actually one of the guys I've been talking to for a while, and it, you know, kind of encouraged me to try to get in there and so i have so that's going to be fun it'll be an interesting year last year i did rankings but i just did them in a spreadsheet and i put them on twitter you know so this year i'm gonna try to be a little bit more thoughtful about it as we as shall we say so yeah that's where you can find me out there in the world guys i really appreciate you guys having me on it's you know it's i'm humbled i'm thankful it's fun it's good to share my scoring with people who you know want to listen and hopefully your listeners are receptive and you guys can ask me any questions anywhere i'm also on that facebook group i know there's people that listen to this podcast on that facebook yeah group. they are so yeah. that's a good that's a great place to just bounce ideas off of people and just talk yeah. to people i've been trying to be interactive on there but i mean a lot of times i'm just reading and seeing what other guys are commenting and kind of just getting a feel you know pulse you know what are people thinking about so and so I yeah. chime in when I, you know, think it might be necessary, but yeah, it's growing fast too. I mean, just to be, just a full disclosure, I spend about ten minutes of my day on Facebook. I do not spend much time on Facebook. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, I am on Twitter all day, pretty much, because uh, I don't know. I just prefer. Twitter. I mean, I have a more, you know, I choose who I've. Not that I don't like to hear from my friends, but. I choose who I follow based on what I want to see, which is fantasy football stuff and jokes and stuff. So, like, Twitter's where I go for that stuff. Oh, yeah. Twitter is a better spot. But when it, when it comes to pods, though, I mean, I try to listen to – I can't listen to everybody's pod, obviously, but I try to – you know, that's another great way to keep your thumb on the pulse. And I listen to your guys' show, not all of them, but, you know, every third, yeah. fourth, fifth one. Same with the big three guys, you know, same with Mike's new show that he just started. I you know, love Mike's new show. It's good, yeah. too. Yeah. I, 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 just, I just added a few to my uh, pod, it's, uh, it's, whatever. It's important. It's important in this game to you know know what other people are saying. You know, so I you know my favorite show obviously is the fantasy footballers. They're just they're such just a great great guys. JJ Jackarison show is awesome. It's short. You know, what I mean that's probably my favorite short show. Favorite redraft shows of ballers. Dynasty Nerds podcast probably my favorite Dynasty podcast. I also like um, Dino Theory that uh, I used to be on the podcast. Okay. Those guys. They're another good one. Um, and then, you know, obviously you guys are the very best IDP podcast out there. That didn't even need to be said, but I'll say it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Wow. Yeah, thank you. Tell yeah, I, I, have a, I have a very vast <laughs> repertoire of podcasts, too. And, and you know, yeah, each of them kind of lends, like, during the off season, I don't really listen to the ballers that much. But during the season, I, that's one I Absolutely. try not to miss because. So they, important to know what your teammates are thinking. Yeah, that's what, that's what they're listening to, probably. Yep, that's what they're listening to. If they're low on Marlon Mack this week, it's time to go bar, buy Marlon Mack, guys. Let's go. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, they'd be. An important part of the game. You got to be aware. Yeah, but anyways, um, that's, I think, about going to wrap us for this. Uh, like I said, Jordan has a few minutes if he – wants to hop on the patreon with us we'd be more than happy to have him jump on with us shoot yeah um, more than happy to have him on yeah and sorry i'm trying to i need a two music. minute break real quick yeah well, I got let's, let's play the outro <laughs> music real quick and wrap up this show first but anyways uh that'll about do it for us this week uh next week 
maybe one show, maybe two. There's definitely we'll one more on Thursday, I know that. Uh, we'll see about Tuesday, but... Yeah, we'll see. There might be a dig show coming out in between there, too. So, yeah. good night now. Go Hawks. Fatten up. God bless. <laughs>